This is where I start. <laughs> I start to tear up on the service. It's quit on us. Anyway, welcome. A typical rump chat. Um, that, that's back in black, obviously, by ACDC, which is the entrance song for the Iowa Hawkeyes, which we are one hour and 27 minutes uh, south of the great Kinnick Stadium and uh, where, uh, you know, a program that has eight-plus wins or more um, like in like the last 10 years next to like Alabama, Clemson, and anyway. So pretty good. It's like five teams. Anyway, I'm rambling. I'm excited. I We're think in, it's great because they play Iowa State this weekend. It is a big day tomorrow in the state of Iowa. I mean, it, they don't start off For like sports. Yeah, they don't start off like most schools where, you know, you kind of ease into it like where you had OU played Arkansas State Technical A&M. 73 to nothing. 73. To, like, they're not starting off just any, any way. Iowa's playing Iowa State, and we're here in a rodeo in Iowa where I, it's pretty split down the middle. I've noticed that by clowning the last couple of performances here at the uh, the Great Fort Madison Rodeo. I it, mean, it's people are passionate. It is. Uh, and uh, this this place, I it gets covered up by the Northwest. Oh, the Pialops and and stuff, you know, and, yeah. and Ellensburg, the Northwest run going on, which are which are great rodeos, but this place is amazing. This facility is second to none, phenomenal, and getting bigger. You know, they've got plans to to you know extend the VIP, start wrapping it around. Um, great concerts every night. Alabama is tonight. Oh man. Um, Ian Munsick was the first night. Um, I can't remember the kid that played last night. Uh, uh, Jensen. Uh, Chris Jensen. I, which I didn't know Chris Jensen. He's but. the um, uh, Yeti 110 filling down with silver bullets. Buy yeah. him a boat or don't, whatever. Don't know that so one. So, anyway, but uh, it's just – and it's a great rodeo. I mean, they, they have a shootout. Um, it's just – I don't know. It's it's amazing. They're, they have a bar. On. They have a bar underneath their main grandstand that's brand new. That has like the hundred inch TVs. That I mean, it's just it's Sparky Saloon. It's almost it's not really a rodeo setting as it is like a major league baseball setup. You know, when you think about it, like the way it's set up, and it's so cool with the different bars and the the, the box seats. And you think of box seats at a rodeo, and I've been to yeah. a rodeo where they sell box seats, and the box seat is Our really six, just like uh, metal chairs, in six a- metal chairs, <laughs> and like a cooler. Like, these box seats have a full bar, fully catered. I mean, they're up in and there. And there's a big bar on one end of the of the VIP with three-level deck. It's just – it's, un, it's it, And then they're unparalleled. the best people. Yes. This committee, I have I have been coming to Fort Madison since I was in the seventh grade. This is where our high school finals was. A lot of firsts has happened to me in Fort Madison, <laughs> Wait, Iowa. Name three, <laughs> name three of the firsts has happened to you in Fort Madison, <laughs> Iowa. Nope. Um, did, so, did one of them rhyme with Schmirschminity? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, let's get to our hey, guest. Hey, hold on a second. I'll bet, though, if you go out through this camping out here, which there's oh thousands of people camping, I'll bet you're not one of the first to be one of the first right here out in these sticks of Fort Madison, Iowa. No. Thousands of campers. Uh, I mean, and I don't want to sound rude when I say this, but straight up, hillbilly shit back in the woods over there. I yeah, mean, but there will be. But then the next thing you go by, you go by a mountain air, you know, coach. And, you know, some big – but there's a lot of lot of rednecks. The guy told me the shittier the campground, the more fun they have. I'm bush light. They bring in all their own wood for cooking. Like, it's uh, 
if you've never been to the Tri-State Rodeo in Fort Madison, you just you, do it. You got to get here. I'm put telling it, you, put, put it on your bucket list. Put it on the bucket list because this is a badass rodeo. They've got, you know, good concerts, and then after the concert, I mean, as soon as that guy's done, that band in the beer barn, which is directly behind the stands, just kicks up, and then they party till yeah, two in the morning. If you are a contract personnel person parked over here. All day you hear the the people getting ready on the main stage. So all afternoon you hear bump, 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 yeah, the bump, bass. bump, bump. And that's another thing I love about it because we get to work with a badass concert PA system. You yeah. know, it's, it's – it's, Oh, I uh, know. It rattles the inside of my trailer. The I good, love it. The good thing is so you can't take a nap during the afternoon because of the, the sound checks. Then after the rodeo when you're ready for bed from mm-hmm. the beer barn you hear bop, bop, bop. And we're parked right by the urinals. So if you look out your window around 2 a.m., you can see some pretty entertaining stuff going on. But that's, yeah. that's neither here nor there. But they also, what they do here, they got good contract personnel. Oh, the I. best. I.e. Boyd, Paul Hamas, Servies are the uh, stock contractor, uh, Justin Rumpard, you know, who's decent, and uh, me. Oh, so, Tuckness. Tuck. Nathan Harp. Harp. You know, all the way around. And... And our guest today. And Cowboy Kenny. Cowboy Kenny Bertram. He is a badass Stillwater, Oklahoma boy. Um, X Games medalist. Uh, what else does Boyd say? Jay Leno. You've been on The Tonight Show. 60 Minutes. you just been around a, a long time, but uh, uh, welcome, Cowboy Kenny. Thank you. That uh, I've had an amazing career, but I have never been on the Rumford podcast. So yeah. this is... This is a first for me. The right here in Fort Madison. Madison. Yeah, it's Rump Chat. Rump Chat. Rump Chat. Not not just Rumford. It's okay. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, but uh, man, so uh, tell us, Kenny, like, like, um, you know, I've been blessed to work with you a bunch um, uh, over the years, but like how, let's go back to the beginning. You know, like us, we grew up riding horses and roping and and bulldogs, whatever. Uh, Is that kind of how you grew up riding motorcycles? Basically, yeah. Um, my dad and my sister actually showed quarter horses in Appaloosa. So I grew up around the horse scene a little bit. Um, my mom's side of the family all rode motorcycles. My dad's side rode horses. Uh, but then I was about age seven. Um, I watched a video. Of, I have an uncle, Guy Cooper, that was a, a past national and world champion for racing motocross. And I watched a video of him, and I was like, that's it. That's what I want to do. And literally every since then, every waking moment was, I want to be on the dirt bike and I want to be a professional rider. So that's awesome. And you you've done something I, I think is pretty neat because you're you're pretty much one of the first guys I know that really bridged the gap into rodeo. And you know the flying you has been doing it. Uh, Kenny's been doing it. But you know as far as like an, a specialty act, you and your guys have really really stepped up to make that something that happens at, at a lot of rodeos like there is a ton of motocross at rodeos i was just with his guys last week in longford with anthony murray and uh uh wilkins uh cody elkins or cody elkins uh which cody's got like the world champion or the uh, world record for longest quad jump jumping a four-wheeler wow yeah and so uh oh is he from wisconsin no uh that's cody cavanaugh is from wisconsin thank you yep okay sorry um so yeah like you said there's there's several groups out there doing it now um, I think 2003 was the first time I jumped at a rodeo. It was at Days of 47 in, in Utah. Uh, one of my sponsors, Ojo Bag Company, brought him in to. I uh, got one right here. Yep, absolutely. Ojo is what a, I carry. A, an amazing company for sure. Um, so they brought us in. I think it was 2003 at Days of 47, and man, it, it 
just goes together. You know, it's people think of motor, oh, mm-hmm. motorcycles or rodeos. That doesn't really belong together, but they're both adrenaline junkie sports and, and just adrenaline kind of have a good time, but at the same time, there's a little danger factor and stuff. Jumped in a few rodeos off and on, and then in 2010, I got invited to do the Perry Rodeo, which is like 15 minutes from my house. And I was at a point in my career, like, I, I was kind of done with contests, and I had raced some rally cars, and I just, I didn't know what I was going to do with the rest of my life when I grew up. And uh, I jumped at a rodeo. It took us like 30 minutes to set up the ramp. I, I rented a ramp from somebody else. But I absolutely had a blast. It was a local show right next to my hometown. And so at that point, I went out and invested a ton of money in a hydraulic ramp that set up in like a minute and a half. Like yeah. It was amazing. And uh, we just really started targeting rodeos. And man, that's been about 80% of my of my shows now is all rodeo stuff. You know, I, I've I've seen this so much and that I've heard it like when different people will be like, oh, you guys got the, the motocross riders. And, uh, you know, a lot of people would say, Man, it just doesn't fit. And I'm with you. I, I agree that it fits 100% because I'm sure that in your guys' uh, profession as, as far as the, the motocross and uh, freestyle, you guys get a lot of the same questions as, like, bull riders and and uh, and some of us were like, oh, you guys are nuts, man. And to me, that I want your honest opinion. That pisses me off sometimes. Like, <laughs> like sometimes people, and you go to radio stations, if you've, you've gone to do those different things and, and the people are like, oh, that's stupid. That's just dumb. That's that's nuts. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, if you know what you do, yeah, there's a bit of danger. But shit, there's a bit of danger in driving to the hy You know <laughs> right? I mean? Do you guys get that a lot as far as, like, jumping the bikes? We do. And uh, if the opportunity presents itself, my response is usually, you, you're the one with the day job. You're yeah. the crazy one. I get to ride a dirt bike for a living. I mean, how freaking and cool is that? thousands of people. And I, I'm traveling around the world. I got to watch Chris Jansen last night in Munsick. I'm going to watch Alabama front row tonight. I mean, that's freaking yeah. cool, you know, and I meet amazing people. It is uh, Motocross has given me such a life that uh, I grew up in a fairly small town. My aunt owned a bicycle shop. That was kind of my backup plan. I'll be a mechanic at the bicycle shop. So where would you grow up at? Stillwater, Oklahoma. You grew up right in Stillwater. Oh, yeah. Yep. Born and raised in Stillwater. So how did you uh, how did uh, tell you so you just started going to you know with your uncle you learned whatever and then you just started going to competitions and then like how does that even work Yeah how do you I progress into the X no How do you prog- Well I know it's just like I mean I know from a limited uh, number of friends that do this like it's there's levels and associations and I mean yep, right it's, it's exactly like the rodeo world you start off you know on 50 cc bikes and and jump to the 65 80 125 and work your way up through the amateur levels um, just about every weekend you can find a, an amateur race within a four or five hour radius of wherever you live. And I, I grew up racing. Um, I actually started off in the, in the trees. I raced cross countries and enduros for a while. And then I got into motocross arena cross and I actually raced supercross, um, kind of the highest level of motocross racing for a while. I wasn't very good at it. And I was kind of struggling at that point as a, just a privateer. And that's right when freestyle motocross came out. Uh, the first contest was in 1998. And I got an invite to be at the first contest. I think I had like two tricks, maybe three, you know. And, and back then, a one-hander with the left hand and a one-hander with the right hand, those were two different tricks. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, basically, I sucked back then. Huh. Um, and we all did. But once that first contest happened, it's like, okay, now we have a reason to really push this. Where before, it was just kind of boredom on the bike. Like, okay, I'm bored of pounding out laps. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a one-hander or, or whatever. And, and it was completely showing off. And then when it became a sport, it was like, okay, now we need to buckle down and learn some stuff so we can actually make, you know, do better at the next contest. 
Yeah, it's crazy. We uh, out there by uh, Reno Rosser's place, there's those guys that have the foam pit. Oh, out by the lake. Yeah. Yeah. And and is that how you start? Is, is that what you did? Or how did you so, did you have foam back then? <laughs> no, we, nobody had foam pits, uh, especially had, back in 98. big balls. That's what you land on. <laughs> land on your nuts. So I, I learned to backflip in uh, June of 2002 was my first flip. Um, so I've been flipping 21 years now. Damn. Pretty, pretty crazy. That's flipping crazy. It. That's it flipping nuts. <laughs> um, luckily, I was at Travis Pastrana's house, and we got word that Mike Metzger had done like 10 or 15 in a row. And. Kerry Hart did one in 2000. He did one, and he crashed, and then he tried again in 01 and crashed. But when Metzger landed 10 in a row, I was like, okay, this is no longer the unicorn trick. we got to figure this out. And so we did have a foam pit for bicycles. Um, so I did it on a BMX bike and then a downhill mountain bike, then a little XR70, and then a 70cc quad in the foam. And then we took it to a step-up jump where you jump up about 15 or 20 feet, but you're only going over like 5 or 10. Like you don't have any fall time, basically. And... Uh, I landed my fourth attempt, and then the next hundred was about a 50-50 crash to make ratio. It was that a miserable like a very, week. That doesn't seem like a very <laughs> but, good ratio. But when you, when you first landed that, was it just adrenaline, just like, holy shit. Yeah. I, I literally, like, Travis is really comfortable backflipping. Like, I think he did three, and then he started doing one-handers and no-footers upside down and stuff. I'm not. I can't backflip on a trampoline or into a pool or anything. I'm like, I don't like to be upside down. And uh, I literally convinced myself I was going to die and just went for it. And luckily I didn't die, but uh, I, I, I did not it. land the first three, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't think people with an 8 to 5 are so crazy after hearing that. <laughs> I right? can, I'm going to huh. quote what he just said. I convinced myself I was going to die, and then it was all die. fine. <laughs> I had said my prayers. I got right with everybody, called home, told them I loved them, and just went for it. And well, I remember when the whole deal, like, I was in high school when freestyle motocross. Oh really took man, off. when Pastrana and all them, y'all, you got you were a part of that. I yep. mean, you're you're an OG, right? You know, I mean, the X Games. When did the, when was the first X Games? So I think the first X Games was in the early '90s, like '91, '92. But they didn't oh, have really? okay. freestyle motocross had it in '99. Uh, it was, was mostly so '99. That was right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, that was right, right in the, be my senior year of high yeah. school, as old as that may seem. Yeah. yeah, and Fox Racing. I remember everybody had Fox Racing. I actually have a buddy who has a Fox Racing. Lower back tattoo, uh-uh. Jeremy Golden. <laughs> Does he really? Oh, man. Yeah. Man, think about <laughs> all you kids out there listening. Think about your tattoos a little bit, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when the when the when it first came out, even uh, I, I always really was into motorcycles. Um, I always had one growing up. You know, not not nice ones like shitty farm ones, where you know we'd make our own jumps out in the pasture oh, yeah. and and uh, and when we were way back, this is really gonna date me. But I remember when I was little, I got on Nintendo, not Nintendo 64, actual Nintendo. Yeah, the original. Excite Bike. Oh, oh best ex- video game ever. Ever. Excite Bike, I, I tell you, you could you could entertain any kid of our genre, if you will, for hours with the Excite Bike and Blades of Steel. Yes. Remember Blades of Steel, the hockey game? Because you could fight. Well, and, te- and super technical. Anyway, we're gonna di- we're digressing, but yes, excite bike was, and then you would you would crash and go, and you would like roll or over, you'd overheat like every two seconds if you mashed on it too long. Oh my god, what a great that's a great. But game. like on excite, Thank you for that memory on excite bike, you could make your own track. Yes, and you could just you know the one ramp that would shoot you in the air, boy, you could just bust that open. I mean, it was it was so cool, and so like uh, I remember when I was young. 
when they one of the first uh, places where they had like a they had a Kansas State Fair, they had a, a freestyle motocross and uh, they didn't have. I mean, they had the the actual wooden ramp that they like right. or the catch ramp that they built for it. And and you know they didn't do anything completely crazy, but at the time, I mean, I was I was just I was blown away. Like I was like, man, that's that's so cool. And then you know uh, later in life when. I uh, got to meet you and be around you and then uh, go to California and uh, go to work for the Flying U. And, and I got to meet Luke Dolan and uh, Matt Byton and, and their crew and yeah, uh, great dudes. And they were everywhere. Me and Bone got drunk in a ramp in Las Vegas. We one. did. In the ramp. <laughs> in, the, in the ramp. See, before the rodeo, we, we sat inside the ramp to hide. Yeah, to hide people. our beers. Well, and just not to be bothered. And, uh, yeah, and then watch Miko wire up some shady pyro. For the BMX, yeah, and they say BMX, BMX, FMX, but I mean, if you if you think back on it, I mean, it has been a very huge success. Even the little rodeo like Longford, Kansas, you know, that place is a, a town of ninety one people. <laughs> they get four thousand people at the rodeo, and they have Cowboy Kenny Steel Rodeo. I mean, it Hell was yeah. it was cool, and, and I think that that and, and that's a great part of rodeo now. If, if you look at it as and entertainment, I mean, which it is. Uh, you know, I constantly fight people that are like, you know, the, the, the old diehards. God dang, you don't need all that shit. You should play the rodeo. No, you do because if you watch uh, football, I mean, Major League Baseball has all kinds of entertainment. The NBA, they got all kinds of entertainment besides the actual you know, the basketball and baseball, the Savannah Bananas. Yeah. You know, shit like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, now it's a show. Yep. So for us to have uh, – the freestyle motocross, and I mean, it's I I think it's a huge asset to the deal, especially when you get the right guys that that know. Oh yeah, and, and Matt Matt Byton came and and rode with with you. He moved yep. to Texas, right? Yep, yep. Exactly. And uh, shout out to old Matt. He won the uh, uh, well, I think he got silver he, in the high. He in was the high, the high jump. jump, right? He he's got a couple of gold medals in in step up. Step uh, up, which is step great. Up. four so, or five gold medals, maybe. So for the uh, the people listening that don't know what step up is, it's basically high jump with a motorcycle. It's it's a limbo bar, but you go over it instead of under it. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. They get like 35, 40 feet high, and then just drop straight out of the ground. Um, I've done it a few times, and about thirty-two feet, you start seeing stars every time you hit the ground because you're landing so hard. It's just brutal on your body. Oh. Um, he had an epic battle. Uh, I think this is a, a silver medal for him. So, I, you know, we're going to bring up a, a uh, <laughs> touchy subject for him. But he got into a battle with Jeremy McGrath. Uh, yes. The, oh, yeah. The yes. goat of, yes. uh, of Supercross, or the king, I guess. Um, dislocated his shoulder on the landing. Uh. They popped it back in, and he went and jumped again. I think he popped his shoulder out twice during that contest, kept popping it back into place, and would go hit it again. And uh, so – Hats off to Matt for the, the diehard grit to keep trying there, but I, I do think he lost that particular year. But uh, what else? Um, you were uh, – what was Pastrana's deal? The, He's done all – The show and stuff. You, you did a bunch of that, Nitro Circus. You? Nitro yep. Circus. I couldn't remember yeah. that. So when Nitro Circus first started out, it was all like DVD series, and it was mostly motocross stuff, just us doing day-to-day stuff, and you'd film it and, uh, and make a video of it. So I was in, I think, the first five or six – nitro circus dvds when it went to the mtv series um that was i was trying to kind of retire from the sport and i was racing cars and doing a bunch of other stuff and so i didn't do a lot of the mtv series i did one or two episodes and then i just not that i lost touch with the guys but i just never really got back into it 
Um, and it seemed, I, I still love Nitro Circus, but it kind of became more jackass, less dirt bike related. Like when they start jumping <clears throat> trash cans on wheels, like. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which they are. Uh, yeah. Have you seen that? They, or the, the, the recliners. Yeah, just yeah. yeah I try to be like, what? What's the craziest shit we can come up with? I do right. like when they jump the trikes. The the tricycles are kind of cool. Yeah, like actual pedal tricycles. Oh, <laughs> like they will jump the shit out of those. It's wild. Like I've yeah. I've watched a lot of it. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see cowboy doing that. No, yeah. <laughs> I I got to do the live tour in 2014 when they first came to to the U.S. I think it was 13 stops in in a month there, um, and it was great. I I loved being on tour with the guys, but. I'm also not riding at that level anymore. Um, yeah. uh, they've got the absolutely top riders in the world. They're doing double backflips every show, body varials, front flips. I mean, like, well, the craziest have stuff. Have you ever done time. a double or a front? Uh, I've tried in the foam pit. I've done a front flip uh, into the foam pit, but never, never done it on dirt or anything. And I've tried over and over to do a double back. I can do one and a half without even trying. Like, eyes closed, not trying at all, and do one and a half. I can pull and tuck and pin it and do everything I can to get from one and a half, and I go to, like, one and three quarters. Um, it just – I think I need to move the jump back and make it a, a little bit bigger jump. Could but at the same time, I don't really have any reason to do it. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm old no, and retired. A, 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 a backflip is, is crazy. <laughs> so tell me, like, I mean, thanks because you, your speed, everything's got to be just right. And so uh, what was cool at Dayton, Iowa, where we were last week, We've been on tour together. It's no big deal. Oh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, the wind was blowing on that Monday. You know, I, it, but finally kicked up. But towards the end, it was just miserable hot down the bowl. And anyway, and and you told Boyd, and this is a good analogy, it's like trying to hold a piece, an 8 by 12 foot piece of, uh, or a 4 by 8 foot piece of plywood in the wind. Yeah. And that's how it feels when you're jumping. Now that that's crazy because I've I've actually done that and it's it's gnarly. Like you've not jumped, you've held a piece of plywood. In yes, the plywood, <laughs> right. not right. the jumping. Just put that. Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Why, that's why I had told Boyd that it's a, it's an easy relatable thing. You can tell the crowd when they see you jump and you don't do a trick. They're like, ah, oh, whatever. This guy sucks. Well, maybe I do suck, but at the same time, it's I, really hard to to keep the bike. You know, still in the wind. I don't think that sucks that could actually get from one ramp to the other. But I want to say I want to say that. Well, you're going when you hit the ramp. You're only going like 22 mile an hour, roughly. But yep. it's your it's your torque and your suspension, because on my little 110, I can go 22 mile an hour, but that just because I go 22 doesn't mean I can make that jump. I I almost want to contradict you. I think you could make that. Really, you could do 22 mile an hour. I have a cousin that that also rides bikes very very well. He has an unofficial world record on a 10 inch wheel pit bike. He jumped 139 feet. Holy off of, shit! Off of a long distance ramp. He was doing like sixty mile an hour. He started about a half mile from the ramp. Just it was pretty funny, but uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I do think you could. Make so, it. do you think he could? I think he could. I'm, I'm crippled. I'm also like Kenny. <laughs> oh. Those days are behind me. Uh, you know. <laughs> but you talk about com- you got when you guys got to commit because when you go to that when you go to your your takeoff ramp. When you go in the air, no matter what trick you're fixing on doing, there ain't time to fix it. Because <laughs> right. I watched you even last night, and it looks like you have all this time once you leave. But in reality, probably not. You can do a few things to, to maneuver the bike, angle it, the attitude of the bike and stuff like that to prepare for the landing. But wherever you took off or however you took off, that's where you're going to land. Yeah. If you took off sideways or if you went too far or too 
too short, that's where you're going to hit. You can't do much to adjust that, but you can tilt the, the angle of the bike. Um, I've actually ridden about 10 bulls. I did for a reality TV series. Oh, uh, yeah. Ty Murray's yes. Celebrity Bull Ride Challenge. Yes. I forgot about that. I forgot that. you were in that. It's incredible how similar bull riding is to riding a dirt bike. When you're in the chute, you're tying your hand on, you're like, oh, my God, okay, you got all this stuff going through your head. What's going to happen? When they open, is he going to go left? Is he going to go right? Am I in the right position? What? Same thing coming up to a ramp. Am I going too fast, too slow? What's going to happen? And you hit this weird, like, con- commitment point, just like you said. As soon as you nod your head and they open the gate or you get to that commitment point on the ramp, all of those things go away, and you're like, okay, now what do I need to do? I, he, the bull went right. I need to go with him or, or – I went too fast, I need to pull the front end up, or whatever it is, all those fear things go away, and it's like time slows down, and you just start adjusting what you need to adjust. The dopamine starts to flow. I, I, for, I yeah. would thought the dopamine was flowing really bad before they before they uh, <laughs> opened the chute. <shoot>, <laughs> and and uh, it's funny you mentioned Tom Murray, because now he's a big trail guy. He's riding dirt bikes and trails. Really? Like right. I, I don't know. I follow Follow him on social media. He's a cool dude. One thing that I, on the side note about Ty Murray, he's so awesome because he did so much in rodeo. And then while he was still whipping everybody's ass, he tipped his hat and stepped away, which was, I mean, he went away kicking ass and has done a lot since. He was on Dancing with the Stars and, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think that was pretty cool. And he's a great guy. I mean, he's the biggest celebrity. Yeah. You know, I mean that rodeo is because of that. Because yeah, he, of, he was in a up commercial. With Jewel. Well, yeah, well he's, he, he married well, Jewel. He didn't hook up. Yeah, they've had the <laughs> children together. But <laughs> well, that's hooking up. Well, you're right. So, uh, and then he was on that one commercial, like Burt Reynolds. It was a Miller Lite or something. That was like the Legends or something. And there was a bunch. Anyway, we're getting off track no, here. No, sorry. I mean, no, that's right. He's he's a great guy. Keep this is what we do on Rump Chat. We just go off just into chat. the shit. But I, uh, yeah, we're just chatting here. Yeah, but we're having a be- water. I'm having a beer. You can't have a beer before you jump. You can have <laughs> several beers and clown a rodeo and be okay. I, you drink beer? You drink? No, no I don't drink really. Yep. I, I like to have a couple drinks before I jump my motorcycle with the plastic <laughs> table. When uh, you were talking earlier about you being a kid and you building ramps, I wanted to say, like, please tell me you were using something stronger than a plastic table back then. <laughs> can we do something tonight? Like, you know, it would be it'd be funny to somehow you come back out and go, all right, <laughs> like – we have a special guest, and then you come rolling in on your motorcycle. <laughs> Not actually do it. I did. Right. I did. We got to like talk that. about this at Longford. What I did was with Anthony and, them, and uh, them guys. What I did was when they were they come in there set up, and when they're about set up, I come in just flying like I was going to go on the catch or the takeoff ramp, and I went by it and right out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably do something like that here. I was, was going to think br- about that. Bring tonight. out your little plastic table and set it next to the, to our, my takeoff and be like, I and think could, I got this. Could you go? Could you get up to twenty two? Could you match at, the, at least at the same time? And then you could like I don't, I don't, you could I like jump a Tonka try, truck. So, you know, like something, Charlie. Something bad would happen. I I wrecked this spring like. I landed on uh, Mike Driver. You have head. turned in a huge pussy. I have. I broke a foot this year. I landed on Mike Driver's head. Because you can't climb a fence. I landed on Mike Driver's head. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. That was before I broke my foot. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> I'll show you the video. It's just a. Tr- it's a <laughs> it's horrible a hook, and oh my god. Uh, well, if you've ever had a bull smash you against a concrete wall. Yeah. You know, no. Doesn't feel good. So what was? So I'm guessing because obviously riding a bull was more wasn't as, as organic as riding a motorcycle. You were were you more 
scared, I guess, or I, not scared, I should say, but nervous yeah, about I, riding I would, a bull than a Yeah, I would say I was a little bit more nervous about riding the bull. Um, like I said, I only rode about 10 of them. I made one qualified ride. Yeah. Uh, I made I rode one for like 20 seconds. But was I, it Rocket uh, Ishmael on it? But I touched it with my free hand early on in the ride. Yeah, Rocket uh, Ishmael. Rocket Ishmael was one of them. Because uh, he, he foot raced somebody outside the bar in Steamville. You all were out. I remember that part. Smoked all of us. Like, I, I suck on my feet. Like, I am I am ridiculously well, slow. But I was like, whatever, I'll jump in this race just to I don't want to be a see. dick, but don't race somebody named Rocket <laughs> who played in the unless NFL. It's, unless it's Rocket Ryan Litwin. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, some some cowboy bet him at the bar. I'll bet you five bucks I can beat you in a foot race. And the Rocket's like, I think he had on either dress shoes or cowboy boots yeah. or something like that, blue jeans, whatever. He's like, oh, whatever. We'll see. And he just... I mean, he was like 20 yards ahead of us oh, in a God. 20-yard race. When you did those uh, reality TV shows, um, I've been involved with lots of reality TV shows. Uh, not me personally, but did the producers try to set stuff up? Like, create the scene. Like, oh, yeah. Did they ever say, okay, today you guys are going to be arguing about who's the better bull rider, and then, then it puts you in the truth room, and you're like, you know, this morning, I, you know, we had a little bit of an issue. I was sitting there talking to so and so, and he was kind of, you know, or was it pretty organic? It, it was pretty organic, actually, um, because we all. It's more of you versus the bull rather than you versus the other riders right. that were there. Um, so, yeah, there was no no real drama like that. Um, they did the drama for the TV of, you know, when we got to Nashville. Do you want to ride your PBR bull that you picked early on, or do you want to ride your your starter bull from Texas? And your starter and bull. <laughs> right. Like your training bra bulls. <laughs> Basically. Your blueberry. <laughs> um, I did Those another reality show animals. years ago that was motocross related. I don't think it ever aired anywhere. Uh, but I do remember at one point, we're sitting around a campfire, a bunch of riders telling stories, and I hear a director over my shoulder, we've got reality happening. Get me a camera. The camera shows up, and everybody just shut up. Yep. Like, not one person talked after that, and they're like, come on, guys, keep the conversation going. And like they, they, were, they, they, want, they want to talk mm-hmm. shit. Like, they want... In all those shows, uh, you know, they want right. a, a storyline. Yep. You know, and, oh, just it blows my mind when, when they do that. But it hap- that happens to us. We got some buddies that we want to bring on to the show, and, and they're telling, they're hilarious, and they tell stories like, oh, this would be so good. And then we get them on, and it's like, yeah, it was fun. I eat <laughs> Jeff Skaggs. Yeah. Ska- <laughs> we, we actually turned a phrase called Skaggin'. That's when you get on and then you don't tell all. Like, they'll sit up and tell the funniest Damn. stories you've ever heard. And then hey. they put a mic. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the one thing I was thinking, too, uh, uh, in my, you know, is me and Hambone, you know, we don't prepare for shows. We just go because, and it's worked. <laughs> it's over it's 2 million downloads. Yeah, just chilling. it's done pretty good. But, uh, you know, I was thinking when I was working the, the barrel for all those bullfights uh, for the longest time and I was working Mexican fighting bulls. And it got to a point where it didn't even really phase me. Like, it was just another day. You know, I'm, I was thinking about when I worked Happy Canyon and, you know, at Pendleton, Oregon, and we, we had, you know, the baddest cats there was. I mean, the meanest, uh, the, the fighting bulls in the world. You know, Spitfire and, and uh, what's the, the – uh, Hugh Hefner, was he there? Yeah. I mean, all the bulls. And, you know, you work it in the barrel, and, like, you see these bulls, now and I'm like holy crap those were mean but at the time it didn't even bother me like I didn't even I would, I didn't want to say that it di- I didn't get an adrenaline rush but I kind of was like eh. 
here we go. It, it doesn't seem to have the same effect it, as it did at first. Do you ever feel like, like in your jumping, is it ever like, well, shit, just another day, you know, flying through the air, doing black flips and shit? Every now and then you'll get that thought, and then you have one that you just about missed something, and you're like, oh, my God, yep, I'm still 40 feet in the air. I better pay attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, it, it brings you back to reality real quick. Because, you know, I mean, there is, just like I compared to freestyle bullfighting so much, you can't make a mistake. Like, there's, in, in other sports, you, you can make a mistake. Right. But when you're fighting bulls or jumping motorcycles, there's just no room for error. Well, your your mistakes are a lot more costly. Yeah. Than, that mistake's you know? probably going to send you to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. It's you, a, you throw an interception pass, uh, man, it sucks, my, maybe my team lost, whatever, you're not usually going to the hospital. But, yeah, you make a mistake, bullfighting, bull riding, maybe not that you're going to the hospital, but it's going to hurt. You know what? It's going to hurt more than the scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just thinking about things, too, is, is like uh, the setup. Because when it first kind of started, the setup was, you know, it's come a long ways. The ramps, everything, you know, now they're inflatable. All the catch ramps are now. And like he said, I remember when he came to Ponca City and he had his bumper, like 40-foot bumper pull that looked like a transformer when it, I mean, (laughs) shit started moving and things. Like it was, it's actually pretty badass. But like now they're all, like, I don't know anybody except for Reno that still has an actual solid catch ramp. Yeah, yep. which is probably way easier. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but like if you're gonna do freestyle motocross, it's not really about the landing; it's about what you do in the air and landing on the air. What do you call the the landing with the air? The uh, airbag, just the airbag. Yep. Landing on the airbag probably takes all the jolt out of just knocking the piss out of yourself from sixty foot in the air, huh? It it does. It takes a lot of it out. Um, it's it's way softer and smoother when you land. Um, although I went. I jumped pretty long in Dayton last week, my very first jump. I went the the tail end of the bag, it tapers down to almost nothing. I hit on it where there's probably only about a foot of airbag and went all the way through it, hit the ground, and my hands are still sore from last week. And then my first jump yesterday, did the same thing, went long on it. And that one, I'm in the air going, my hands already hurt. I, I can't hold on to it that much. So when I landed, I just basically let go of it and just cartwheeled end over end on my first jump. <laughs> Had I been on a metal ramp, it probably would have hurt just as bad, though. Yeah. You know, so I, I, there's, I don't know. There's when was that in warm up, or was that yeah. in your test? Uh, I was yeah. gonna say because I don't remember that in the show. I'm pretty sure. I was say, I w- <laughs> yeah. No, it was in, in uh, the afternoon on the first day. I normally practice in the arena to figure out where to set everything up and I, and not, get my crashes out of the way. <laughs> I'm not laughing at, at that. I'm laughing at what the committee probably was like. Uh, right? Who did he, we hire? Well, or like, oh God. He's he's already hurt, like you know what I mean. He crashed, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Yep. <laughs> but uh, I remember. Him. So, oh, talking about the kid from Wisconsin that has the quad. So he does a backflip on a quad, and they weren't they 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 didn't do it the first night or something. Anyway, this is at Sydney, and then they finally and he goes to do it, and he goes and he does the flip. Well, he doesn't get the distance. And lands right on the knuckle of the ramp with the Ooh. back, just wham on an inflatable I, or on a metal on solid, Ugh. just wham, which had to just jolt every bone in his body, but it also bent <laughs> the rims of his quad, so he's slowly rolling down. You can tell he's going, <laughs> you know, cause, and then he's slowly, and it's like, don't, 
don't don't like a square wheel, you know, because that thing's bent. <laughs> and so character. he just yeah, he just drove straight out of the arena. And Roger's like selling it, you know. Well, as he did it sitting the aisle on a square wheel. We don't know. What do you think of the driver? We're, we're rolling like oh. we're rolling like a quad with a square. It was, wheel. but I remember, and it was so loud. Just oh. bam. Because yep. it didn't move, it like stuck. Oh, that's I, I can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine beca- because I mean everything too much head leaning back too much or you know too much kick. Yeah. Uh, well, last year Spanish Fork, uh, I can't remember the group. Well, no, it was it was Anthony. It was, yeah, Anthony yeah. and uh, Dominic Bellino crashed. Yeah, and yeah. Dominic he does. I mean the biggest whip. It was like almost a complete one eighty. But he does this whip and then whop and hits it and then he come and he couldn't get back and and then fishtails and, and Rex he was he was okay but it was that was about I think that's the only time I've ever seen I, it not I seen Luke Dolan wreck it. Right. So I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna finish that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Luke Dolan crashed at, at Santa Maria one year and Luke is a he's a good friend of mine and uh, he well I actually almost killed myself on his motorcycle at uh, in East Los Angeles that one year when he had that blue bike and I wanted to ride it. I was like, hey, let me, this is after the rodeo, afternoon perf, and I get on this bike, and uh, I give it a little too much because, you know, I've never rode whatever that was, a 3,500, <laughs> <laughs> and it took off. I mean, took off, and I went damn near off the side of the mountain into Los Angeles because I whiskey throttled. <laughs> I know, I do know that term, the old whiskey throttle. Yeah. What is the whiskey throttle? Explain it to us. Whiskey throttle is when you get on a motorcycle and you, you, crank the throttle and it takes off but your hand won't let go so you just keep hauling ass i, th- I think that's the best way to put it don't you Kitty? so pretty much yeah it's uh just uh like youtube whiskey throttle and, and that <laughs> that's probably what'll come up but. haven't you seen the videos of grandma's wrecking like oh yeah okay yeah, yeah. This morning uh, uh isaac diaz did it here so they had it they had these Harleys that they for the shootout, and they were going to introduce these champions on these Harleys. Oh wow! I mean, you talk about a lot of power and heavy. They rode them out into the arena. They were going to ride that them was, out. That was stupid for the they people. They were going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there there was over here, and he whiskey throttles it, and this thing jumps up, boom, hits the porta potty, lays this thing over on its side, <laughs> damages. Yeah, it was. It was like, wasn't it a? No, I can't think that the, the ter- but it had like the big bags on the side. I mean, it was yeah, it was yeah, it was it was the wow. uh, it was the uh, rich doctors. You know, yeah. it was probably a seventy thousand dollar Harley. It's probably a ten thousand dollar crash. Oh yeah, scratch up the side. We'll have to wow. ask the committee how much yeah. it's costing. But <laughs> oh god, but That's no man, funny. it's it's um. So you've been doing rodeos. So okay, I want to. Was that the first time in a rodeo in 03 when you went to I, Salt Lake? I, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, right so at the very years. first. Very yeah. cool. And was it, it was and other then, people like, what are you doing at a rodeo? <laughs> Do you remember when I remember when they first I can't remember where I first saw it. Um, it might have been Nephi, Utah. I'm not sure. Which Utah is a big motorsports. Right. Uh, Garrett Honda. Right there in Nephi, Utah. Okay. Well, anyways. Um <laughs> anyways. But anyways. So uh, I can't remember anyway. It was or might have been even uh, North Platte, Nebraska. I was working for U.S. Smokeless. Yeah, I remember North Platte had it. I mean, I remember, and I'm just everybody. Cowboys are on the back of the chute, yeah. you know. 
they were just like, oh, my God, you know, because nobody – it's never been done in rodeos. You didn't right. see it. And it was so badass. I, I I remember those first, you know, times. And and so when she went 03 and then and then you just started like, hey, man, this we might have something here. Kind of. Like I said, it was about once a year I'd end up jumping at a rodeo up until 2010. Um, but when I jumped at that one in Perry, Oklahoma – that's what really started me with Steel Rodeo Tour. Going, I need to do this. I, I, I want to make this happen. The rodeo world is is really something I want to pursue. And so that's when I went and built the hydraulic ramp. And then uh, I think I jumped at two, two rodeos in 2011 and got my PRCA card. And then 2012, we hit the road running. Yeah, and, so. and Stace... You done a, you, you went a lot with Stace. I think that was the year I, I had you a bunch. Stace Smith. I think. Yep. You know, uh, Stace has got an awesome motocross track. Yeah, have you been house. there? I've heard a ton about it. I've Unreal. talked to Cody Kidd a ton, but I've never been there. Oh, oh man, yeah, they're yeah. Like, guys like train there. Yeah, they have yeah, they, the person. They have a personal chef for the motocross guys. They have a personal chef. What else did Kid tell us? Work. They got a, a physical therapist, a workout guy. Like, there's like 30 people training at the Stace Smith Rodeo Ranch. Year round now, right? I mean, if, if you follow Cody Kid on Snapchat, he's not doing rodeo stuff all the time. Most of it's running bulldozers and, and working <laughs> on tracks, and and yeah. uh, you know Riggin Smith, who's taken over Stace Stace out, which uh, which Riggin is awesome kid, and he he's a champion. I mean, yeah, because he he got big into that, and so that's when Stace built that, and then. Obviously, they got hooked. His in. friends come anyway, over. Anyway, that yeah. yeah, and then that's yeah. how they, they actually happen, run a Supercross race team out of it. So you know, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's so that's what those guys are. But you know, Ponca <laughs> City, uh, Ponca City, Oklahoma, we've got one of the biggest motocross races in the country every year. Really? Yeah, at the Ambuck Park right there in Ponca City, and and uh, you know, our my neighbor Doctor Stever does a lot with them, and as far as taking care of the track, but huge motocross is 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 huge in Ponca City. I mean. And they, it brings a lot of money to town. I mean, it's almost like a youth rodeo. You get all these people, and they all, which this is another reason how rodeo people are like uh, motocross people because they have normal nine-to-five jobs, but they show up at the event with a $400,000 <laughs> rig. Yeah. Right? They got yeah. everything's expensive and tools. And, I mean, it's not like your 10-year-old kids making money in motocross, but you got the motorhome, the trailer, and the, yeah, four, all the four bikes shit, out there, you know, which yeah. is it's just it's wild though to think about. But you know what else I was thinking about too is the is the um, kind of the correlation between freestyle motocross and bullfighting because if you look back at freestyle bullfighting over the years, there wasn't all these crazy moves. Nobody did a backflip over bulls, and nobody did the front flip over bulls like the Kevis Jordan does, and it's getting wilder and wilder the, the more it goes on with freestyle like eli sharkey calling for a mexican on his knees i mean the the mercy roll aaron mercer you know chuck swisher kind of invented the old fence work ross uh, hill with the the, with selfie. the selfie so when you think about freestyle motocross and i, I watch a lot of it uh you know um like the the no-hander backflip that that kid did the other day yeah unreal i backflipped to let her go in the air and still got back on it I've wondered, like in bullfighting as in motocross, do you think there's going to be a time in freestyle motocross where they just run out of shit to do? <laughs> no. Wherever your creative mind stops and wherever your balls start shrinking, that's where the sport <laughs> stops. <laughs> it stopped for me a while back, but there are kids out there that are still pushing the limits and, and trying to do new stuff every day. I had an idea that I think would be badass and no one's ever done. 
And I don't even know if I, – I, I'm not even qualified to give my ideas because I'm a fat <laughs> rodeo clown. But um, I always thought it would be so cool. Two guys take off at once, switch bikes in the air. The guy on the right gets on the bike on the left. The guy on the left gets on the bike on the right, and they land it. How I, I like freaking the idea. cool <laughs> would that be? So I actually had that idea similar. I was going to jump off of one bike and land on the back. 1999 Gravity Games, they did a doubles contest, and Travis Pastrana and I were partners. And they had this big dirt d- double across the middle. It was like 95 feet. It was massive. And I told Travis, I'm like, just, just jump next to me. I promise I will land on your bike. Like just, I'm gonna ditch like my bike. On it. I'm gonna jump off my bike in midair and get on the back of you and, and ride like just ride on the back with you. I will land it. And Travis is like, no, Kenny, you're gonna kill yourself. There's no way in hell you're doing that. And I am so glad he talked me out of it because prior to the 2014 Nitro Circus Live Tour, yeah, he's like, hey, we need to come up with another big new trick for this. What about that jumping onto my bike that you wanted to do back at Gravity Games? You want to try that? So we tried it into a foam pit. And, oh, my God, it is the scariest thing I've ever done in the pit was jump off of one bike onto another. But also, I finally did. That's insane. I, I got onto I the back of it. I got onto the back of his bike. Like, I'm holding onto him like a backpack, basically. My feet were nowhere near the foot pegs or anything like that. But when we went into the foam pit, he wasn't prepared for the weight of me on top of him into the bike. It just about broke both of his wrists when we landed. He collapsed into the handlebars. <laughs> I'm on top of, top of him screaming, like, we did it. I, I made it onto it. And he's like, oh, my God, get off of me, my wrist. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, we never did that one in dirt. But uh, I do have some photos of me, like, midair transferring from one bike but to don't another. You ever, so. Don't nuts. you think about, though, the, all the kids that are coming up right now? Like, <clears throat> They're going to do that someday. When, when, are, when are they going to max out on cool shit to do? Because, like, with the fighting bulls, there's only so much wild shit you can do. Yeah. With, I mean, well, you got to keep pushing, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm not I, saying I mean, not I got, to. But. I got three or four big new tricks in my head that I, I, I don't have the guts to pull them off. And things are getting so specialized. And, and with the airbag, they, they have flat bags that are a little softer than the bag landing I have here, the foam pit. So there's kind of intermediate steps of trying things. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's a lot still to be done on, on a dirt bike. Did, can, does any young kids come to you and be like, man, Kenny, can you help me out on, on freestyle and I mean, have I you ever thought about putting then. on a school? So I, I do, and I've thought about it. Anthony actually put on two schools at my place last year. Um, I have a foam pit in Stillwater, and um, he had, I think, six or eight guys for each school. Um, so it went well. I don't know if there's enough people that want to do it to, to really make a living at it, but you could do, you know, one or two a year. Um, I just haven't really put the time and effort into doing it, but well, that's so something that might come down in the Anthony future. Anthony was the one uh, – Hambone saw it. It sucked. But when I come up with that clown act where I was going to, I bought the foam pit to put in the tack trailer oh, and yeah. to jump my motor. Anthony was going to build all that for me. I don't know if you oh, remember really? that. Okay. He's you, an amazing Do you remember I guy. called you and, and I was like, hey, I got this idea. I remember. I want to jump this motorcycle. And you go, <laughs> you need to call Anthony and and uh, and he'll help you out with that. Well, what happened was it it never ended up working. I because I called Anthony and he was busy, so I got a guy to build it in Ponca. But the ramp was straight, so when you hit oh, the yeah. ramp, the front, the, the, the kunk kunk at the bottom, yeah, no transition. It screwed you. But like at San Angelo, I was the first time I tried it. The motorcycle went over the the trailer, and oh. almost in, through the back window of a brand new Dodge Kenny. truck. Oh, Kenny, Kenny, 
It was the worst. It sucked. <laughs> I tried. I, I will commend him for trying. Spent seven thousand dollars. But if you to need fail. some foam, <laughs> did no, you I get saw, rid of your foam? Yeah, I put it on Facebook Marketplace, and uh, some of my it neighbor, was. the neighbor kids that have motocross bikes, bought the foam. Which the foam, I'm going to tell you all this: the foam was expensive to fill. The, to fill that uh, twenty by seven foot trailer, no, not probably twenty eighteen foot trailer. It was like three grand in foam. Foam is not cheap. You got a good deal on it. But what's funny is it's it's so funny. He he does it. So we go and I I think we've told this story on the show, but we're gonna tell it again because it's you. So he he has to get his speed just right because too much he's. He's hitting the front of the trailer. Right. Too less, he can't even get up the ramp. So when we go to show, like we did four or five jumps into that pit, and then finally you hit it right, and because you're like, okay, I feel like I got my speed right. Yeah. Well, we get to the rodeo, and he goes up, and then he doesn't have enough, and so his feet have to drop, and he walks, <laughs> and he walks up, it and then terrible. it just goes, and then it just, just barely goes in. No cheered. And everybody was like, What? The hell did we just watch? And then <laughs> the truck just pulls out because that's the end of the act. And Rump is or Boyd's like, okay, all right. And Rump's, I'm, I can just see this. He said he's just laying in that foam like, why God? Like what did I? <laughs> well, what they don't tell you is you don't, you know, but you don't, Hambone. No, I you don't. You don't know how hard it is to get a damn motorcycle out of a foam pit. Well, okay, well, that yes. It is a biker. Well, it's well, a lot. What of happened work. was what happened was the ramp was short, so it, I mean the angle was it was straight up. Now right. if he was angled out, or or if it had a little bit of a round a transition to it, yeah. Yeah, I well I should have just waited for Anthony because Anthony Murray was going to build it. We had a plan. Actually, came down to your place when you you weren't there, but Anthony was around. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this," and so we draw this all up, and then he's like, "Well, it's gonna be a while," and I'm like, "I don't have time. I need this done by fit." This one in San Angelo is in February. Yeah, so I'm like, "We got to do it right now," and so I I had the guy in town. I went to him with my deal, and it was expensive. I spent seven thousand dollars to do an act twice. Oh, that was <laughs> my wife was pissed and. Because she knew it wasn't going to work. Everybody knew it wasn't going to work, except for me. I'm like, you, you were committed, though, Bear, and that's okay. You know, you tried something new. And let me let me point that Benny, out, too. Until Benny said, that wasn't even funny. Connie didn't even like My it. My wife, Connie, thinks everything <laughs> you do is funny. She watched your act with the motorcycle and the trailer, and she didn't even smile. <laughs> Couldn't even get Connie to smile. <laughs> but, you know, I, on a side note. Better scrap that one. Yeah. On a side note, that's what sucks Put about Put the roof back on the tack trailer. It's back on. It's repainted. <laughs> Kyle Carell redid it. It's, everything's good now. But, you know, so, everybody, everybody wants to see new acts. And so you try a new act, and you, and you do it, and then it. If it's not good, people are like, oh, no, why you did that when you get all that other shit that works? Like, I'm constantly trying new stuff, but, boy, I tell you what, it don't work one time, and everybody's like, you're stupid for trying that. That's dumb. Be like, dude, I, I tried at least. I Come on. I never called you stupid. It just didn't work. Well, thank you. I think your exact words after that Maybe I said the act was, was Maybe stupid. that was stupid, but not your stupid. The act was stupid, not you are stupid. <clears throat> Big I, difference. I still would like to come up with a motocross act where, because it would be funny seeing my fat ass go up into the air and boom. You know, I, I put cardboard on the top of the trailer so it looked like I crashed through the roof, but I didn't really crash through the roof. Well, <laughs> longer. You, oh, you crashed into the roof and fell long, in. Longer trailer. <laughs> 
it's, longer trailer. It's not going to happen. It's, yeah. You uh, get a ramp uh, that just pulls out, sets it down, puts some pyro gerbs like Troy. You know, like yeah. Learwell. Did you watch Troy Learwell? I've never seen his act. I don't I've, know how. When you're talking about landing hard, uh, how in the hell did Troy Learwell, for all those years, jump a truck and trailer and land flat? That is absolutely have ridiculous. Seen, have you seen that? That is stupid. <laughs> jumping a truck and landing on have flat. You, have you seen the videos of it? I've heard about it. I don't, actually don't think I've ever even seen a video of it. But We'll, we'll show you. It's <clears> nuts. <throat> I and But, but I mean, obviously he's got his fair share injuries in at Prescott. Uh, I mean, this is this is the last time I worked with him. He he came and landed real hard, and his ankles came or his feet came off the pegs and broke, broke both, both ankles, his ankles. Yeah. I mean, to and land- then you let bees sting him, and then he ate the bees. Yeah, it's organic. <laughs> but his trailer is probably twenty-two foot long. That had the ramp come off the back of it. Yeah. So he had a twenty-two foot long trailer. I bet it was longer than twenty-two feet. The, it had the, living quarters in it and a garage. It had to be longer than twenty-two foot. I, I bet it was thirty foot. All it might have been it thirty-five. Was, th- but, I mean, to jump that and land flat. So, he would come up, off and jump over the top. And, like, yeah, he, he dang sure he won't do it anymore. He uh, he just jumps a pickup now. He's got a pickup with the ramp, but he's still yeah. flat, flat lands. And, I mean, I can't imagine the pain of landing flat from right. however and, and, and high any, in the air. Like, people that ride motorcycles out there that are listening to this, a soft rodeo arena is amazing dirt to ride in. But when you land in it, it's just like landing in, like, soft sand dunes. The bike just sticks. And so it seems like it's soft, but it is it is one of the hardest things to land in mm-hmm. is hard dirt or soft dirt like that. Um, yeah, my hat's off to Troy for doing it for that many years, but I'm kind of with him. I don't know about your act. That was not – that was really stupid. I did, of, a, of I did a clown <laughs> act with, with, with Kenny's four-wheeler. Uh, oh, that rodeo in Texas I hated. I – that through that kid's uh, candy bar into the arena, Belton. Belton uh, at okay. Belton, Texas. I was doing my uh, gorilla act, and I borrowed Kenny's four wheeler. You remember that? Uh-uh. And, uh huh. And used it to to drag me out the, when the gorilla was going to drag me out, and the rope broke and hit me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie! That yeah. sucked. That was another clown act that's good, but that sucked that day. But uh, so yeah. so who is the um, who's the I I can't stand the term, but the goat. Who's who, in, in your industry? Who would be considered? I mean, like the Larry Mayhan, the guy who kind of changed it would have things. To be Travis Pastrana, would it? Yeah, I would. I would say Travis. Um, I mean, everybody kind of had their nickname in the in the beginning. Uh, Mike Metzger has the Godfather term. Um, he's one of the originators of it. But Travis has probably done, uh, or hands down, has done more for the sport and in the sport. Invented more tricks. Won more accolades. Um, Josh Sheehan and J.O. Archer are both doing triple backflips now, which that is something Travis has never done. But other than that, I mean, it, Travis has pretty much done every trick out there. And so. Jumped out of an airplane with no parachute. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that dude did, did the, the jump out of the back of the, of the uh, what is like a Kawasaki, uh, the Razor, where did the flip on the back where he just held on to the bars. Oh, yeah. I uh, mean, that guy is. the UTV, yep. That that guy has done some things. Uh, I mean, thank God he's still around. He's kind of a <laughs> right? testimony yeah. to, you know, you can be crazy, but, you know, he's kind of still rocking. He's he's amazingly smart about things. When, when you're going to do dumb things, you got to be smart about it. And he actually is very analytical and puts a lot of time and, and effort and thought into things that, 
we just see the the end product of it. Ah, oh, Travis went and did this, but he does things kind of step by step, like, and like the lead really, up getting to that point of right distance, angles, yep. all the important stuff, speed, obviously. Yeah. Twenty two mile an hour. Twenty two mile. <laughs> yep. Get this back up to twenty two mile. Gonna hour. hit you Still got to do something. Twenty two point two mile an hour. Gonna put you on the spot, <laughs> Hambo. And how fast would the DeLorean have to go to go back in time? Eighty seven miles an hour. <laughs> Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Sorry. Point eight. Eighty eight point eight. Eighty eight point eight. To 1.21 what, gigawatts. What was <laughs> what was the the custom tag on the DeLorean in, in Back to the Future? Oh, shit, I just watched part of the one. I watched was it the third one with the Western. Yeah, um, the tag, the vanity plate on the DeLorean. God, what was it? Burnt up, burnt turn time or something? Turn in time, uh, Kenny. I thought it just said Back to the Future, but it was like B- a- out BK. of time, out of uh, time. Okay, yep. Yeah, on the old DeLorean. I'm surprised you didn't know that. 88 mile an hour back in time. What yep. was the truck? What was his tr- pickup truck? The black one. Um, Nissan. Yeah, okay. Nissan 4Runner. No, that was too <laughs> easy. Ho Runner. My, my uncle used to drive a Ho Runner. That's a whole other story. Hey, want to hear? What, um, I don't know, what kind of crazy you got anything? That, I mean, like on tour, anything crazy? I mean, like, were the guys kind of wild, you know? And like, after the show's over, you know what I mean? Because flips. It's like everything Cowboys, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. just smoking, drinking, doing chicks and everything. When we actually we come back here and smoke uh, brats and watch football and drink <laughs> beer, you know? But, uh, I mean, what, what was what is that scene like? There, um, there was a lot of everything. Um, you could kind of partake in whatever you wanted. If you wanted to go do the drinking, chasing girl scene, or if you wanted to just they don't really hang out outside like you know you guys like you said grilling brats and and stuff we don't really hang out and barbecue but um you're in the locker room and then headed back to the hotel or whatever like you'll just go have a nice dinner and then everybody goes to their room and go to bed um in the early days there was a mark burnett had a motorhomes he he had two motorhomes i think it was cruise rv sponsored the the series and uh i ended up following the motorhomes in my truck and there was some like random things he'd pull up next to each other hey i'm trying to make a sandwich i'm out of mustard and you'd like throw the mustard from one motorhome <laughs> to the other at 70 mile an hour down the interstate <laughs> there was some fun things like that that were completely innocent but you know kind of you remember remember from the, is from the there early a, days but. is there a term okay so i learned this uh well in rodeo you have uh chicks that try to hook up with the cowboys are called buckle bunnies yeah in the nfl we learned from our friend josie jewel the place for the broncos Chicks that try to hook up with football players are called Jersey Yankers. Uh, <laughs> Jersey cha- or Jersey Jer- Chasers. Jersey Chasers. Jersey Chasers. Uh, groupies so, are in the band. Groupies are the band. Uh, what? Puck Goblins are in hockey. So, puck Goblins? Uh, yeah. I've heard them called either Jersey Chasers or Ramp Tramps. Oh, Ram- I like Ramp, ramp Tramps. tramps. Ramp, tramp. ramp so, Tramps are way better. That's yeah. that's awesome. Ramp yeah. Tramps. See, <laughs> in every in every sport, there's there's a term for. Speaking of Ramp Tramp, where's Whitney at? She was around here somewhere. <laughs> Tell her to go throw some brats on. Get your brats. Get your brats. <laughs> Hate to cut it short. We could go a long time with this guy. What a what a great human. Besides, great, career. Uh, great. I mean, great career that's you know spanning two decades, which is. Unbelievable when you're jumping a – how many horsepower is your uh, – I don't know, 55, 60, somewhere in there. That's you a mean, lot. You're it's asking a, that's for a, lot. a CC. CC. Uh, so yeah, it's 250 CC. 250. Woo. That's Mine's a, a 110. That's so. a lot of meat between your legs there, Kenny. Yeah. 250 <laughs> cubic centimeters of raw power. Oh, that's what CC is. <laughs> yeah, I got 110 of cumulative 
What'd you, you say? Cubic centimeters. Cubic. You have a talk about. You got a centimeter between your. Legs. <laughs> you got four centimeters, <laughs> ass. Yeah. But anyway, but um, I my phone is gone. Um, I'll uh, fix it later. But anyway, uh, we uh need to do anything this week. Shout out to rodeopatch.com. Oh, yeah, rodeopatch.com, man. Uh, we got new patches. I see the, uh, for us, the Rump Chat Peterbilt patch is coming out. Nice. From ro- rodeopatch.com. Also, also tell your tell your uh, motocross guys if they want to get some awesome embroidered patches for, for any of their stuff, rodeopatch.com does it for everybody. It don't have to be rodeo related, whether it be sponsor or your personal logo, rodeopatch.com. Of course, Red River Arena is continuing on the rope in your own backyard promotion this summer uh own your own arena for 300 bucks a month way cheaper than paying to go somewhere else they are going to be set up at the nfr i just saw that they're getting their nfr booth stuff set All up right. so you can be sure to check out red river arenas.com yeah, we're going to be at the uh we're going to be at the cinch booth again this year um so for nfr yeah. we're starting to plan that yeah we're starting to get our nfr plan on Did we're going to we ever respond to rachel I think we ghosted her. Uh, yeah, we're pretty bad. I think that went to your email. Yeah, my bad. My secretary's out of the office with a cold. So. But anyway, um, again, if, you, if, if you've got a rodeo bucket list, we encourage to put Fort Madison on there. What a great town. Uh, Kenny can, can attest to it. It's a, it's a cool town right here on the Mississippi. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of history here. It's a pretty cool. Do you know uh, – how this rodeo started is oh, yeah. they would go go into Madison Square Gardens in New York. Unload the stock here. They trained and stop, and they'd unload the stock, and so they decided to have a rodeo. Yep. Hey, I do want to put 75 out, years ago. I do want to put out two big prayer requests. And we're going to do this, and I'm going to encourage everybody to uh, do this. Yeah. Trent Montero, the bareback rider, who has a three-week-old son, uh, passed away on August 28th. Yeah. Okay. So we at Rump Chat, we're going to send him some money. Guys, if you if you could send, I, I know money's not going to help anything, but this is his wife Maria has a three week old child and has lost Trenton. So whatever you guys can do, man, reach out to us. We'll tell you where to send the money, and let's let's uh, let's surround them in love. Also, big prayers going out to our buddy, our best bud, the coolest dude, JB Mooney broke his neck in Lewiston. Oh, and, I didn't uh, even know that. Yeah, yeah, found out today. Actually, at lunch, I found that out. So, JB's had to is undergoing surgery right now to repair a broken neck. So, uh, man, if you uh, if you got a minute, you don't mind talking to God, man, give him a give him a little shout out about our man JB. We we don't want any of our friends to be hurt. So, yeah. Uh, but um, amen to that. Amen to that. But again, thanks, Cowboy Kenny Bertram. If you're on a rodeo committee. Reach out to Cowboy. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, all my social media is Cowboy Kenny six nine zero. My dirt bike number six ninety. So okay, perfect. Cowboy Kenny six nine zero. Reach out to him. Uh, jump into his DMs. If jump you will. into his <laughs> land on his air pillow of DMs. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it, it, it is money well spent as far as specialty act. Something different, neat, and cool. And uh, a great human to work with, and uh, he will do your rodeo good for sure. So, or event, yep, you don't have absolutely. to be a rodeo. Yeah. A lot of people, if you got birthday a, parties, if you got mitzvahs. a farm show, <laughs> we have a lot of farmers that listen. Hell, do it anything. I, you know what I thought about? It'd be good roping fiesta. Oh shoot! Have him. I love it. We yeah. only got, we got a six hundred foot arena. 
There you go. We, we can, can do that. We really can do fast. that. We can do that double backflip, bud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can anyway. jump one with hand bone on the back. <laughs> All right, y'all. We appreciate you. We'll uh, see you next week. Later, everybody.